Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to another edition of Football 2 Plus 3 exclusive to the Ginger's Perspective. Check out csduplicy.co.za for more as well as our Twitter handle at football 2 plus 3. Joining me as always, the world famous Mo Giza. Big weekend of football. Another one, another big weekend coming up, eh? In particular, I think all points to the match at the Emirates. It's Arsenal against Chelsea. It's a London derby. And, of course, it promises some fireworks. Although, can we expect fireworks, in your opinion? I don't think uh, we'll expect as much as in the past because of the hatred between Mourinho and Wenger. But uh, it's still a, a good fixture. I mean... I think Arsenal haven't beaten Chelsea at home in the league for like six years now. But, uh, you know, they are on form. They've, uh, they haven't lost since the opening day. And they've been giving some hidings uh, of late day. Uh, look at Alexis Sanchez. The man is on fire at the moment. He's uh, one of their star performers. And, and people have gone after Arsene Wenger for, for not willing to spend. But this season in the transfer window, we did see that he uh, brought in a few quality players. So he's got a decent squad. And... You know, the Gunners fans are, are getting almost excited as the Liverpool fans at this point about the title. Yeah, they, they have every right to it. It's, they, they're playing well. They're getting good results. Um, I think this the, the game against Chelsea is going to be interesting because, you know, Arsenal got a Champions League game in midweek. So some of the players might be looking at that game. And uh, while Chelsea don't have that problem, so, you know, they're free. They'll probably express themselves. And then there's also the Fabregas issue. Is he going to start, you know, against his former one of his former clubs? Eh? Should be very interesting. Now, uh, let, let's talk about a former Chelsea manager, Jose Mourinho. Uh, he's released a new book, and in the book, he's he's made these claims about how much him and Arsene Wenger disliked each other, and basically what a Ponzi Arsene Wenger was. But Wenger's come out and said that, that he's not too phased by it. And at the end of the day, it's, it's been about the game. Honestly, for me, it was always just a big game, an important game, and the personal rivalry that you suggest existed stronger before or not was never uh, in my head a concern. What is always important, it's a big game. And uh, Chelsea, in, uh, in the last 10 years, had very, very strong teams where you realize that today as well. So that's Arsene Wenger, playing it down. I don't think they ever had a glass of wine together. I really don't think so. I don't think he's playing it down. I think he's scared, maybe. I mean, he's, like, he's like 90 years old. And like you've got Mourinho, who's about 50-something. I mean, if he says, if a younger person says they're gonna, they'll, they'll smash you outside the football ground, yeah, you'd be afraid to. You'd be afraid. Well, let's take nothing away from Arsene Wenger. 20 years at Arsenal. It is a phenomenal achievement. Uh, he has been incredible for the Gunners, but at the same time, you know, it's been barren for a little while now. I think since 2003, 2004, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it has been barren, but I mean, let's let's look at the positive. I mean, he's kept them in the Champions League year in, year out. Although they, ha- they don't progress past the round of 16 or maybe, you know, as far as going to the final. But, you know, he, he's done well. And, you know, he's done it with a limited checkbook. I mean, he hasn't spent lavishly. So he's, he's done a fairly good job. 
Well, that is the feature match this weekend. Arsenal against Chelsea. Diego Costa, will he be a thorn in the side of the Arsenal? Will it be Cesc Fabregas? We'll have to wait and see, but you can look forward to that one. So in terms of a quick prediction on that one, Mo, I know that most people are going 1-1. Your thoughts? I think I'll go with a 2-1 to Arsenal, eh? I like it. I like it. Hopefully it will, will come good for your fantasy league because you've you've made some great suggestions, but um, how well are you doing at this point? Look, I, I, I drew with a certain uh, ginger ninja last week. So I scored <laughs> 63 points and I got a draw. So I'm doing all right. Not I'm bad. Doing, I'm doing all right. Uh, some of my the players I picked uh, are playing rubbish. Some are doing well. We'll, we'll see this, this coming week, eh? Just on that fantasy note, I know there's a question mark against um, next to Romelu Lukaku's name. He's uh, doubtful with a toe injury. He might still feature, but he's been on fire if he's in your side. Um, you've got Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Will he get more goals? We'll have to wait and see because you've got Leicester this weekend. And in terms of Leicester, I mean, goals have come aplenty, I think, in the last uh was it 14 games, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, United have scored 33 goals, or there's been 33 goals. I'm not exactly sure about that stat, but goals plenty promised this weekend uh, at Old Trafford. Yeah, and uh, you know, you'll know you do well if you have a couple of Leicester players and United as well. Just don't put any United defenders in there. You're asking for trouble. <laughs> well, but uh, <laughs> I think this week's winner would be Watford's Kapu. Uh, eh? That guy is on red hot form, eh? what a player to have and he happens to be in my fantasy team so uh i'll, I'll claim that one i'll claim that one uh mo let's uh, quickly talk about uh, manchester united against leicester this weekend um Mourinho is under a little bit of pressure uh I, I think we spoke about it earlier in the week but he does has some tough decisions to make if he's got to get this manchester united team back to winning ways i think he Mourinho must just stop, uh, you know, pussyfooting around the whole Rooney situation. You know, drop the guy. You know, a goal drought is one thing. You know, all strikers have that problem. But, you know, at the moment, Rooney is as useful as, I don't know, a one-legged man at an ass-kicking contest. <laughs> you know, he's not, it's not like he's getting getting chances and missing them, or he's just, he he's just plays badly. He doesn't pass, you know, with any direction or he's sort of like lost in the team and I think that's bringing them all down because you've got this guy playing in everybody's position and he's just confusing the, the lot. You know, Mourinho just should drop him, tell him listen dude get your act together, work hard and you work your way back into the team there's no guarantee you should be there and I think that's also the same problem with England, they, they keep on forcing him, uh, the situation, playing him whereas these other guys will do, will do better. Yeah I, I think Rooney's probably his biggest problem is we know that on his day he's deadly. He can be an out-and-out goal scorer. But I think with his like trials and tribulations with England, it's like do they play him at nine? Is he a ten? You know, is he, is he where 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 do you play this poor guy? And I know he's come out and said he's rubbish. He these these reports and criticism. He doesn't even look at it. But there's some big pressure on this guy, especially considering how many stars, rock stars, there are at Manchester United at this stage. But that one's against Leicester. Let's have a prediction on that one. Um, I'm feeling two one to United. You know, I'd like to follow you on that one. I'm going with a 2-1 to uh, Leicester. Interesting, interesting. 
Well, we'll wait and see. That's the early kickoff on Saturday. You can look forward to that one. Also interesting one this weekend is what's been happening with Manchester City. Yaya Torre's agent being a Ponce. Um, Pep Guardiola coming out saying, well, I'm not going to play Yaya until he apologizes or his, his agent apologizes. And rightly so. I think at the end of the day, Yaya Torre is not a spring chicken anymore. He's not delivering the performances that saw him won numerous African Footballer of the Year awards, etc., etc. You know, I think Yaya Torre's probably been at City a season or two too long, especially after the birthday cake incident. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, this whole situation is like a soap opera, right? But uh, the good thing is what I like about it is Pep is showing he's the boss. Yeah. You know, he's he's not hiding behind anything or being Mr. Nice Guy because it's Yaya Toure. He's, he's standing up and saying, listen, you know, apologize and then we'll look at you play. You know, and, and it's right. And I mean, what does his agent have to do with all of this? I mean, saying that Pep must apologize to Pellegrini and to Joe Hart. I mean, he's the manager. He makes the decision. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't see Yaya in the squad. And I think the, I think the only problem, Yaya won't move. It's because his salary is so high, nobody can afford it. Yeah, that's always going to be a stumbling block for Yaya Torre. And I just feel agents have too much say, too much like influence in the game these days. So we'll have to see. Um, just to wrap up with Mo, uh, in terms of the weekend going forward, Liverpool against Hull City. Normally no one would really care about a fixture like that, but Jurgen Klopp has said he wants an angry Liverpool. And... The way they're starting to play football, the way they're currently playing football, they're um, a team that, that could well put five past a Hull City who are, are a bit rudderless at this point. Yeah, I think uh, Liverpool will beat them. But Hull might surprise them. Eh? I mean, they did beat Leicester City. They just narrowly lost out to United. So they might put up a, a performance. Mo, just before we wrap it up uh, today... Let's talk about West Ham because Slavin Bilic is a manager under serious pressure. What is going on with West Ham? Flying high last season, Mark Noble in the midfield, just dominating proceedings, bossing games. All of a sudden, Hammers are under pressure. I, I think they should stop blowing bubbles and start winning football matches. Uh, I don't know if it's maybe, you know, new stadium syndrome. Could be. West Ham are sitting in relegation at the moment. And uh, or maybe it's just that they put too much, uh, they depended too much on Payet, and he's, he wasn't delivering up until recently. Yeah. So maybe that could be their problem, but I just don't get it. Eh? How do you go from doing so well to relegation battle? I, it's it's a bizarre one because Slavin Bilic is a manager I quite like. He said he was a, he was the guy that kidnapped Liam Neeson's daughter. In, in, <laughs> Yeah, no, something like that. Maybe, something maybe like other teams have figured them out this season. Could be. How West Ham are playing, and that's made it a bit easier to beat. Yeah, it's not the same West Ham, but it is still a long season to go. And, and as you said, it could be that new stadium jitters that they have at the moment. West Ham up against Southampton, 5 o'clock kickoff. Desperately need a win against the Saints, who are there and thereabouts, but not quite the same since uh, the departure of Roald Kuman. So let's have a quick prediction there before we wrap up Football 2 plus 3, Mo. I think uh, Southampton to beat them 3-1. Wow, comfortable win for the Saints. Mo, thank you very much. Where can people get hold of us? Uh, on Twitter at Football2 plus 3. It's number 2 and the number 3. Cool, and don't forget on the website, the Ginger's Perspective, cs2plusc.co.za. Mo, last thing from you? As always, be champions.